On this episode of the Real Life Carry podcast, I'm joined by some new blood and a veteran of the podcast. The new blood comes in the form of Evan Couture. Evan's a great golfer, a rookie caddy, but more importantly, he's a huge fan of the show. He recently called me and said he wanted to chime in, so I agreed. The veteran figure comes in the more experienced and hairier Mike Zabo. The three of us have been hard at work in what is turning into the busiest caddy season any of us can remember. In this week's stories, we welcome back corporate golf, dodgy rules, creative scorekeeping, and we discuss a wide range of other topics, including drunken behaviour and bad etiquette. The boys and I briefly give the recent Scottish and British Opens a dress down before concluding the episode with notable mentions, listener mailbag questions, and a new Bell End of the Week winner. If you have any questions, opinions, or comments, please send them in on social media or via email podcast at glorifieddonkey.com. Please enjoy this episode, and after you're finished, please rate, review, and share it. Your support is hugely appreciated. Welcome to another episode of the Real Life Carry podcast. No name for this one. Oh, really? I couldn't come up with it. I knew... I'll tell you what it was It was going to be. It was going to be called Rate Your Caddy. And due to the number of weeks or the number of loops I'd done with Kipina, I'd actually started taking notes on his performance. Oh, like really? A, yeah, yeah. But you couldn't make it today. So that's no, going to... I'll, I'll put those <laughs> notes. Episode. The rating wasn't good enough. Future yeah. episode. Uh, so we need but, more info, yeah. Yeah, by the, time the, by the time the episode is actually live, I will have a name for it. But well, uh, we need a name for this one. Okay, we... What I'll do, I'll introduce um, our no. guest. We get Zabo. That's the yeah. good to be here. Uh, recognizable name of um, the Orange Warrior. Big beard. <laughs> <on him. laughs> he's, he's got a big beard going. That's, I do. Yeah, that's only about like two two weeks growth, and it's that's right. Yeah, I'm Italian, believe it or not. It's a red beard, but it's and it's Italian Italian beard. It's Northern Italian, though. Eh? It is. It is. And my brothers used to kid me that that I was a, adopted. Because, you know, I'm the only one in the family with red hair. Then Ancestry came out. You know, you could do the Ancestry right. test. So yeah, yeah. I got the DNA test, and it turns out I'm 50% so Italian, not adopted. Hey, my brother. Uh, <laughs> we're also joined by a podcast newbie. Um, he's a big listener and a caddy, Evan Couture. That's close enough. Is that Couture. how you No, it's Couture, Couture right? Yeah. Couture. Couture. Yeah. They, they Couture. Americanized it down the line. Okay. This is the good Couture, not the bad Couture. No, yeah, this is I'm not El, I'm not El Cheapo, so not El Cheapo. Now, Evan, you actually texted me and just said I want to be on because you like you listen to it. You love, uh, love the oh, podcast. I love it. Yeah, and you know I listen to it driving to work, driving home from work if I'm waiting, you know, to go down for my loop, and just it's so relatable. And uh, mm-hmm. I end up just in my car laughing like a goon. Excellent. That's what we like to hear. So, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, how long you been caddying? Um. So I've been caddying just about six years now. Six years? Yeah. Okay, just a newbie then. You're basically a rookie. Yeah. Basically basically a rookie. Uh-huh. Yeah. So and how long have you been playing golf? been playing golf since I was 17. So pushing, uh, I'll be 29 on Saturday. So 29, you always thought you were older. You just, you carry yourself with uh Wait, you've only been playing golf since you were 17? Yeah. I was really? a really good baseball player and I got hurt Damn. and started working at a golf course and just... You just started playing when you were 17. Got addicted. Man, so. and for those listeners, he is You're very good. a fine, good, a really good player. I mean, a really good player. Well, what, what did you shoot last week? Uh, shot 64 on uh, Saturday morning in the, in the skins game at my club. 
So that's outstanding. And you also told me that you're going to go off to qualifying school. Yeah, signed up. Uh, signed up for Q school. Get on the Corn Ferry tour. So September first, I head into uh, just outside Charlotte, North Carolina. Nice. Shout out to uh, Sweet Rebus for the for the sponsorship to mm-hmm. get awesome. me to at least the prequal stage. Fantastic. That's uh, that's some great stuff. If we get time, we'll uh, we'll touch on that later. Yeah. Uh, as as everyone knows, it's becoming more and more prevalent. We start the uh, the podcast with caddy stories, you know. Mm-hmm. So like, I have a ton of notes from the last couple of weeks. So I'm going to be going back and forth, like, yeah. all over the place. But. Uh, Zabo. It's 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 Take nonstop us. work. I mean, it's work, work, work. It's mm-hmm. crazy. It's busy, and uh, the corporate gigs are back. You know, mm-hmm. which is we hadn't had many corporate gigs since COVID, and they're back. And you know, you remember all the good and bad about corporate gigs. Yes, which is good. And this group that we had in town was was a group that they were here for two weeks, and they've been coming here for thirty years. And mm-hmm. uh, it was a big year this year. They didn't come last year for the first time in thirty years, and. Uh, their CEO was retiring this year. So they had a big function, you know, a big, uh, it's part of his retirement party. And uh, they hired Jim Nance to come in and speak. And Nance is given, given this big speech for about an hour. Cause I caddy for one of the, the heads of this company and he was telling me about this. So Nance is talking for about an hour and then he does a and a session. And the first question, he goes, anybody have any questions? And, and from the back of the room, this guy goes, yeah, I have a question. Uh, I hear I'm playing golf with the CEO of this company tomorrow. I'd like to meet him. And it was Jack Nicholas. So no, yeah, Jack Nicholas, the golfer, not Jack Nicholson, the actor. That's correct. So they wow. they they had Jack Nicholas come in and he played golf with the the outgoing CEO of this company. And and I I talked to Mitch, who actually was in the group and uh, caddied in that group, and said uh, Jack said that was probably his last round of golf ever that he was ever going to play. Wow. Must have, been, must have been cheap to get him yeah. over here. Yeah, I heard, yeah, he, yeah. I heard he might have done it for free. Yeah, yeah. that that last round is is going to cost you a pretty penny. No, I'll t- I'll tell you actually, Evan, I. I got a, some news. Um, it was a corporate gig. He said he would just do it for the free food. Oh, really? You know, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Some sandwiches and some chocolate. Those Uncrustables. Yeah. Did Ooh, you, did you bring me out? Those are good, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I uh, filled my bib with chocolate this week. Um, I'd, so hey, corporate gigs, man. That's I what know. it's about. The corporate gigs are about, know. you know. Eating like a seagull. Yeah, it's the food. That's what yeah. you're there for. You know, get get up to the trough. I saw mm-hmm. I saw a caddy this morning. He had a sandwich and a brat. <laughs> yeah, and the sandwich was from yesterday too. <laughs> Come for the food and the and the scratch golf. You know, uh, yeah, yeah. Groups. Oh god. Oh. <laughs> well, no, that that's one of my favorite things. So, like a lot of these groups, some of the groups that the, the people don't play golf, like the the wives who this is, they only play golf once a year. The rental clubs. Right. They can be some of the most fun groups because oh, yeah. they come out. They they just want to drink. They don't care at right. all about their yeah. score. They'll, they'll pick up and move up. Yeah. and you have to, fun yeah. with them. You exactly. you, know, you can kid around with them, and it's a good break from the yeah. You know the guys you get that grind you and well, what you know, know perfect reads, and then they miss hit their putts and blame you. It's just it's a good break. More often than not, I've had a lot of a lot of groups in the last you know two months that you know they play golf once a year and they get you get, they end up being so miserable out there, and, oh. and you know it's it's such a beautiful place. You're supposed to enjoy yourself, get away from work, and they just they just get on their own head. They get miserable, get upset, and kind of just need a reality check. Uh, Dude, that's you're preaching it. to the choir. I yeah, mean, yeah. yeah. yeah we talk about it all the time. If people people think they're gonna, you know, with a lot of money, thinking about playing here for a long time, and then they, yeah. they take 14 holes to realize, okay, I'm not gonna play the best round of golf of my life, and yeah, they it's over before they know it. Yeah, they right. play their home course three times a week, and they never play any any other yeah. course. And you know, I'm a I'm a four handicap, and they come out and they shoot ninety five or a hundred. I've had ten I've had ten guys come back second third 
it'll be their second, third time back. And they're like, you know what? Like the first time I was just so wrapped up in my own head. I didn't Mm -hmm. stop Mm -hmm. and look around. One thing I took a note on this last week with corporate events is you'll always have closest to the pin and stuff like that. And I realized how much of a waste of time the longest drive competition is. In what way? Well, it 90% of it takes 90% of the people out of the equation. Oh, yeah, for, for it's, sure. It's nice. We had two hacks the other day. The odds of these two guys getting closest to the pin, uh, hitting the green actually, was probably about 14 million to one. <laughs> and one of them hit it to five feet and one of them hit it to three feet. Wow. They both made birdie. Wow. But we're talking 36 handicappers, 40 handicappers. You know, there's no point in even entering buying a ticket for the lottery with a longest drive. Yeah, but they could yeah, actually yeah. win something. And, and I just thought to myself, if, if I ever get around to organizing glorified donkey golf events, which is something I'd love to do in coming this winter, there's going to be no longest drive. Straightest drive, straight, maybe? Straightest, closest to the line? Yeah, put the line down the yeah, fairway. Yeah, put the line down the fairway. But I, yeah. I don't know. You, you got those eight guys who love the, you know. Right. It's a pissing contest. They're like, oh, I got the long drive, you know. Yeah, who's got the longest? Who's got the biggest? Yeah, um, you'd mentioned how much fun. I had a guy called Stacy Long the last few few uh, days. This guy is the dream loop. I didn't, I didn't gun anything. I didn't get distance of anything, not even in par threes. He just says, just what should I hit? Just hand him just a club. Just because he was so yeah. bad? Or? He's not a great golfer. He comes out once a year and plays three days and then doesn't play again until the following year. Go. So that's, yeah. that's probably been two years since he actually swung a golf club. And he's a lefty, which I don't know how long it... I, after three days, I'm still standing in the wrong side yeah, of him. it's tough. That's a tough one. But he's just a dream loop. You know what I mean? He's The bag's light. The only thing he... It's rental. Mm-hmm. The only thing he brings is a couple of balls. Uh, he doesn't even look for the ball if it goes more than Perfect. 10, 10 yeah. feet in the right. I'll, I'll go up. He goes, I'll just leave it. We'll drop one here. He rakes his own bunkers. Yeah, I got another point of the bunkers. <laughs> but, um, I, I had Stacy because actually Evan stole my loop. Oh, he did. Yeah, oh, the it's old cat. Uh, yeah. uh, this is uh, this is typical in these corporate gigs. Let, let's hear it. Who wants to tell it, uh, Evan or Gordon? Well, there's, you know, there's Evan's side of the story, and then there's the truth. Okay, let's let's you know, just, let's just, let's hear both sides, and I'll, I'll tell you what the truth is. The sheet with my name on it. So the official sheet, which is you know. Okay. Okay. Well, who had? The, the big question is, who had the actual corporate guy? The guy, was there a corporate guy you had, or you both had actual? Well, I, I, I ended up with a corporate guy, and he, and he had the guest. But I've, I've carried so, for the guest several years in the past. And oh, okay. I got a text message from the carry company saying, you've got this guy. And I turn up. Like, it was not a problem. It doesn't bother me. You know? yeah. It's um, an issue if we, we, I mean, we both got the text from, yeah. from the company saying, you've been requested, so. But was there another caddy as well called in on the same time? So there was three caddies on the time? or It was almost three, yeah. yeah. It was, there was three. Um, mm-hmm. And then luckily with the mix-up. Um, with me being such a nice guy. as a, oh, Yeah, course. with yeah, Gordon yeah. being such a, a stand-up gentleman. Well, he, I don't uh, have to work, this is perfect. He was able to yeah. go with his, uh, his buddy, his buddy Stacy, yeah, group I'd, behind. So. I'd, I'd actually given the job. The second job, I waited someone else, so I felt bad. His name's Jack. He's a new guy. He's an Irish kid. Uh, Jack Quiglin from Dublin. And uh, he was not impressed with my my Irish accent, by the way, but uh, a lot of people are. <laughs> so I felt bad about, I was just going to go home. I said, okay, yeah. you guys work it out. But, you know, Jack was able to work behind. Uh, but it was the 
The corporate's back in town. That's, it is, yeah, which is good. Yeah. It's it's good yeah. and bad. A lot of work. Mm-hmm. Generally, pretty pretty decent money. So, what about the negatives? The negative is corporate golf. I mean, it's it's, it's some of it shocking. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's shocking. It's it's bad. So, some of it's bad to the point where you know they they're so bad and they still want to they still you're, you dude you're putting for nine and mm-hmm. the max is you can only take an eight so yeah. it doesn't really matter what the putt does let's let's, let's pick up and depending, move on. depending on the company most of them aren't grinders though and they're just they're out there to get away mm-hmm. you know you I, get you get the few that are and then you're just like oh man what did i walk into today but what about the guys that want to sort of rinse every piece of the experience for themselves oh yeah they, they want to dig all the info out of you they want every story well, no, no i was going to tell i was going to ask you or say when you mentioned you're putting for nine you can yeah. only take an eight he says no no i'll just do this for fun and you go oh, fun. Yeah. what's fun about this there is no fun who's it fun for you or me because yeah. it's not fun for me no one's having fun here <laughs> yeah. you know just pick Watching up your ball you make nine on. is not fun for you or me yeah well I, I had a dream look but i had another guy today uh who actually was you know half set of clubs did okay but he told me that his his company just gone ipo oh that's always a good sign for your wallet at the end of the day so i don't know how much money i have here yeah well he tells me that you're the best caddy i ever had i went oh good for you good for you you know (laughs) okay yeah zero chance he took care of you it's not going to change my life by then well he then Shows me on his phone calculator. He was walking up the fourteenth hole. Uh, kiss of death. Working up out how much his shares were, were, and he said he should. By the end of the day, I'm going to be worth this. And he showed you. He actually amount. showed me. Right. Showed you the amount. Huge amount. Massive, like massive amount. And I'm looking and going. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely screwed. Yeah, I mean, as caddies, we know that info. We know anytime you start talking about your own money or talking about how much you're worth. Never a good sign for us, but good for you. Uh, good for you. Good for you. Good for you. One of my one of my favorite American <laughs> sayings. Good for you. Good for you. <laughs> you didn't really mean that, did you? You no. didn't actually mean Never. it. There was actually, a, it was a Matty DeCrystal. We, mm-hmm. we Matty, I was living with him when I first moved back about seven, eight years ago. And I got a really fat tip one day. He had gone in for work and had, ugh, there was complications so he'd gone home so he hadn't worked at all mm-hmm. and i got you I, tell him all about your tip and i, got, I came home and I, oh, how was your day mate he's like oh i got bumped again i was um, what a nightmare i said i had a great one i, I got tipped x amount <laughs> and he looked at me and just went good good for you, for you. <laughs> and I, I walked away and i went oh thanks and then i, went, I looked back and i said you didn't really mean that did you <laughs> no and he went no <laughs> i went okay point taken thanks just very like much nobody cares what you shot today or what kind of golf run you had nobody cares what you got paid today nobody exactly Except you. I also had another corporate group in last week, and this was an interesting one. There's a guy called Sashi in the group, right? I've never seen anyone hit so many mulligans after we talked about, oh, yeah? <laughs> after we talked li- about mulligans. Is he a podcast listener? Uh, probably not. I don't think Sashi was, was the type of guy that would. But he, he, uh, he hit two. How is this possible? I watched him hit 211 shots, and he only scored an 89. <laughs> that's wow. how many mulligans he yeah, had. That's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I played pretty good today. You know, I broke 90. That old, which was uh, great. That old Sashi from Chicago. Uh, was he from Chicago? He might have been. I don't know. Funny sense of humor? No. It could have been. I don't know. It was last week. Yeah. Did you oh, work yeah. with him? I worked for. I worked. I worked. Uh, he was in the same group last week. Yeah. I, I just, I, I just can't, I can't imagine. He, he had so many shots. He had 211 shots. He yeah. shot an 89. 
There's nothing like the corporate mulligan. That's a new oh, one. That's a corporate, the corporate mulligan. Corporate mulligan. mulligan. The corporate rules. You got the free ride. You get the free mulligan. Yeah, the it's cor- a traveling. You travel with yeah. it. You travel. The corporate rules are unbelievable. Corporate it's, rules are great. Anything dude. inside twenty feet. It's good. good. It it's was good. funny today. Today because I had this same corporate group and uh, he's playing with one of the heads of the company and he's like he's sitting in some dead grass and he's like oh I'm I'm should I play it I'm like no dude I said you know what group you're in I said here and I put it down it was essentially on a tee he's like. Well, I don't want him to get mad. I'm like, dude, you don't know what group you're playing with. Is this your first time with this group? I mean, come on. Anything inside eight feet is good. We're picking it up. Yeah. All day this week and last week, it was just look at the lie and you're like, corporate rules. Yeah. Corporate rules. That's it. Uh, There was was one last week, though, where there's two fairways crossing each other. And I'm going up the eight. And these guys are coming down the seventh. And somebody had hit the ball. Onto our fairway. Yeah, it's very common where right. you're talking about. Yeah. So I just I thought, here, I'll help him out. He won't know. Yeah. So I kick it from the fair like the, the edge of our rough. Mm-hmm. But there's a bunch of trees in the middle. And I kicked <laughs> I kicked it. It was a bad kick and it rolled down and I got stuck behind the tree. Oh, no. <laughs> and by that point it was too late to correct the mistake. It was, it yeah. was too I was too far from me to go down the hill yeah, to correct course. the situation. Wow. Who's to say he didn't deserve it though? <laughs> Probably, but I just thought you know, he that, still took a par in the hole. He made an eight and took a par. Yeah, I made put me down for five. It's, but I just thought that's oh, it's so bad. How, <laughs> here's a question for you boys: Over your career, and Zabo's going to have much more distance than you, Ev, but you'll still have racked up the miles. How much distance do you think you have given players from kicking the ball forward? Wow! How many years? Well, we're including throws too, right? Not just kicks. Throws I mean, and kicks. Just just general the, giving the, the, advantage. How about this? And the players don't know. Miles, miles. You're talking on a 7,000-yard golf course, probably a couple hundred golf courses. <laughs> I mean, there's any blind, blind, well, yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot. There's a lot. No, Actually, the, the circumference of the earth is 25,000 miles. You've been around it a couple times. I, I bet like, the, the, the numbers could be staggering. Yeah. Hey. We're working for our players. Have any hazard an idea? Yeah. Um, I'd say probably not as much as Zabo. Um, I've just I've had a lot of guys playing for a lot of money. Okay. And I won't touch the balls when no. that's the case. Yeah, you gotta no. be but there. if it's, you know, say it's a corporate group or something like that, I'll have mm-hmm. ab- yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'll yeah. I'll you know, give them the advantage and stuff like that. Yeah. Obviously when they when they don't see it or some guys just don't care, right? But um, if if there's solid money on the line, I'm not I'm not touching. No, you don't. And, get, you know, don't a lot involved. some some caddies have gotten called out big time. Mm-hmm. You know, if players have noticed oh, the ball's been moved, time, yeah. and and there's been some uh, controversy. Big there's controversy. been some controversy. Huge. Yeah, I remember working with a certain South African caddy out here about five years ago, <laughs> and very brass necked. He he didn't yeah, care. Yeah, yeah. His job. And we get to the 16th hole. The match is tight. There's a lot of money out here. There's you know two or three hundred dollars on the line. Yeah. And one of his players hits it into the bunker. And sometimes I'll go in and pretend I'm raking. Oh, I tell you, people. No, bad, left it. Yeah. Oh, bad yeah. rake job. You know, yeah. but you've just got your it ball in there, wasn't in there, <laughs> and you quickly yeah. throw it out. You know. Yeah. He walks up. He's talking to me, and they're about the players are 50 yards away. He just walks in, scoops it. With a rake, the ball yeah. and just whoosh, gives him twenty five yards down the down the fairway, and my player, well, he had to be restrained. 
He's like, this really? Is, he says, yeah. this is the fifth time you've done this today. I'm watching you. And it, oh, yeah. He wasn't asked back for his own job the following day. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It's impressive. Um, but it, it's... Yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta be smart yeah, about it. You gotta yeah. do it. In if a match is tight and you're coming down the last couple of holes, the last thing you want to see is just your opponent getting a big advantage. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's uh, funny you say that too, because I, I was advantage. I was thinking back to Mitch was telling me about Jack Nicklaus, and he's out on the eighth hole, his favorite hole in all of golf, and uh-huh. uh, he walks up and he's he's by a golf ball. And he's like, anybody see my ball? And they're like, Yeah, you're standing very by. And he's like, No, no, no. Anybody see my ball? I think it was over there. And he pointed. They looked away. And he kicked his ball right to the edge of the cliff. He goes, oh, no, no, it's up there. I got it. And he walked up and hit it to about 10 feet. It was great. That's classic. So have you had any instances holding back your players, you know, in... in, uh, From, like, the pro shop staff? From pro shop staff? Yeah, pro shop staff or marshals. Marshals, yeah, marshals. Oh, Oh, man, marshals. Man, I've had some some drunk, drunk guys I've caddied for, and two separate individuals and they were bringing out the book on these guys to the point where they're about to say some words that yeah. what makes a good marshal in your opinion oh man what makes a good marshal yeah common sense common sense I, I, per- personality as well i yeah. think that's a huge piece of it You're if right. you come in aggressive yeah. that's going to put somebody off especially if they paid all this money to play there you know if you do it in a nice but firm way where you're not just you know they can laugh at you right mm-hmm. but you know it's like you really have to pick it up yeah i had i think i talked about this a few weeks ago i had the same marshal do the same thing to me yesterday we're on the sixth hole waiting waiting on the fairway to clear before we can hit our tee shots we hit our tee shots walking off the tee the marshal comes up to the players and says you're behind. You need to catch up to the group in front of you. Oh. They can't even hit their second shots yet on six. He said, yeah. you need to pick up the pace. We just waited for five minutes for the fairway to clear. And, and, and what makes a good marshal? It's situational awareness. You have to be aware of the situations. And if you're not, don't say anything. Don't put yourself in a position where people are going to go into the pro shop and complain about you. I mean, well, I had, I had a guy, a marshal, come up to me a couple of weeks ago. And he said, oh. The players hit their tee shots and they went in for a drink. And then he comes up to me and he says, oh, you know, your groups, you know, every, anytime I see you, you know, just I know it's going to be slow. Anytime and he I, sees you? Me, yeah. Wow. And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, listen, I'm not the fastest caddy in the world. I, you know, I'm just not. Yeah. But I ain't the slowest. And I'm pretty proactive. Right. And I, I can't control when people go for a drink or yeah. not. And I thought, okay, that's good. So a week later, we're waiting on every shot. And I see him. <laughs> I go up to my head, like, hey, listen, we're waiting in every shot. Come on, do your job. Do your job, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yes. You want to see him. Turns oh, red, yeah. the milk oh, turns sour very quickly. Mm. And I just looked at him and winked. And yeah, I went, buddy. uh-huh, yeah. you get the message. So, I don't know. It's, uh, I think you're right, Ev. It's personality. Yeah. You, just, you've just seen it, like, and I've seen it affect so many of our players in a negative way where, you know, if they're having a good round or, like, you know, they're in the moment, they're vibing and Marshall comes up, says something when they're not even that far behind. And, you know, for the next two holes, you hear about how I got in their head and, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of <laughs> dropped it. Yeah. What's that guy's Drop name? the experience yes. a little bit. So <laughs> uh, it's that. I saw one guy come up uh, before. Uh, this would actually be Brad from Sacramento. He had a few cocktails and we'd been waiting for 11 holes. And then this guy comes up and, Marshall, guys, you got to pick. <laughs> and Brad's like, we don't want to see your face. <laughs> yep. 
you're a good looking man, but you gotta get them. And we never, we never saw him for the next six holes. So, it, yeah, it's, well, it moves me on to my next point, which was there was a, a guy playing ahead of us. Kippen was with me, and he was playing the tips. And Kippen turned to me and he said, "Look at the way that guy's dressed. He doesn't deserve to be on the tips." <laughs> <laughs> and sure enough, this guy he was he was wearing a, a red shirt, and. We uh, we called him Big Red for the rest of the day, and he always seemed to be in the right target place for you know where 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 should I hit this? I just go at Big Red, five yards left of Big Red. But Big Red was he was getting blamed by our players for the pace of play, of course, and it wasn't really his fault. But yeah, there was a couple of instances. Yeah, Justin Red playing the tips, he had it coming. He definitely. Uh, I did think it was funny that Kippen just he just judged them and how he's dressed. That was a, actually it was a great line. But I said to my boys, I said, listen, lads, he's probably a nice guy, but everyone in a golf course is an asshole from 150 yards. Absolutely, yeah. And it's it Marshalls, and it's just, you that's see them true. coming. That's a good point. That's true. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's just something about a golf course, and it, I don't know, everyone, yeah. everyone's an edge at some yeah, point. Exactly. So defensive. It's supposed yeah. to be an experience in a, in a getaway, and it, and it turns into stress. Yeah. I can you, judge your personality very easily from 150 yards. I can tell you everything about you and how much of an asshole you are. Have you, have you been around caddies who get into it with members of staff or whatever, or just oh, get yeah, so protective the of the group? Oh, yeah. big time. Well, I, I can be that guy sometimes, especially, yeah. especially when you have a situation like I was just talking about. You're waiting for five minutes, and they tell you you're behind. It's like, Dude, for two minutes ago we were waiting, and you're telling us we're yeah. behind. There was a get the hell away from my players. There was a marshal, and countless times making the turn, there'd be a group on ten tee box, and we're off the green. We're coming off the green, and the group still hasn't teed off on ten tee box, and marshal's like, "You're twenty minutes behind," and oh, I just laid oh. into. Uh-huh. them so hard, so many times. I know who you're talking about. I know exactly yeah. who you're talking about. I had. I had a group, uh, Larry Atlas with the Kopi Cup, great pro, fun guy, and he was so mad at this marshal. He wrote a letter. It was a very professional letter. I've I've seen this multiple times. You know, he wrote a letter, and then uh, about a year later, he was, this was just like six months ago. He comes back, and this uh, this marshal is the first D captain. And he looks at me. He goes, "Tell me that's not the marshal that I wrote a letter about." <laughs> Sorry, man, it, it is. And I kind of just walked down the fairway. It wasn't I wasn't even forecasting, but I'm like, I, I can't deal with this because he's going to lose it. But the, yeah. the one time that I would get a little bit annoyed, because uh, I, I, again, I just been doing it long enough that I just don't really care. But the one thing that really annoys me is when a marshal comes up and says, you guys need to pick it up. You're a hole behind. <laughs> and you go, right, okay. I, I, you want sometimes want to break it down and say, okay, so we're in the sixth tee. And the group ahead are on the sixth green. How could we? We, we always want to maintain a half yeah. hole behind. That's not a hole. That's not. That's a not hole. a hole, my friend. Yeah. So learn the definition know, of a hole. You know, run on. Um, I got to tell a story. I was this this guy called Gene Hennyberry. I was working for this past Henny-berry? week. Hennyberry. Hennyberry. Yeah. Great name. He said, "Oh, this happened to at Kiowa Island five six years ago," and he said, "They're on the." The last hole, it was a shotgun start, so it's, it's a par three, maybe like mm-hmm. the 14th, I think he, he said. I don't know if it's the, the 14th at Kiowa, is it a par three? Uh, not sure. I know 17 is. 17 is that famous one. 14 yeah, might be. Could be. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. it's a par three, and Gene said to this guy caddying for them, he says, do you play? And the guy's like, yeah, I'm saving up my money right now to try and go on a tour. Yeah. And he went, oh, okay. 
Well, today's your lucky day. He says, turns to the other three guys who are all money guys. He says, listen, boys. And Gina just hit it to 12 feet. Mm-hmm. And he's, you know, he's not the greatest golfer, but he says, listen, if, if that kid can hit the ball inside of me with one shot, these guys, you three boys, are going to put up the money for him for a year to try and qualify for a tour. Wow. And they're like, oh, yeah, okay, let's do it. The boy unzips the, the, the jumpsuit, he takes a few swings. And at this point, I'm thinking this is going to be a great story. You know, maybe it, tur- it turns out it's Max Homa or I, I don't know, somebody. <laughs> yeah. Right? He said he shanks it, right? <laughs> Eight feet to the right. And he turns to, to Gene and said, oh, I haven't shanked the ball since I was 12. And Gene, Gene looks at him and says, hey, you picked the wrong day to shank it. End of story. Done. Wow. And I, and I, th- I, was, I was like, wow. I thought that story was going to have a really nice happy ending and, and it just kind of, how wow. horrific. That's, and, you know, they would have done it. Yeah, that, that would have been a great story. Yeah. That's actually hilarious that you mentioned that because this just happened yesterday, which is, Confession time again. This is not good for old Zabo, but here we go. So this happened yesterday with me and Taylor Daniels. And uh, they were like, yeah, do you guys play? And we're like, yeah. So we're on a part three. And they're like, all right, $50 caddy closest, closest oh, to the panel no. one. And I'm like, I love that. yeah, I'm not hitting shot. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm a pretty good player. And Taylor Daniels, he's, he's, really a, plus, good. he's a plus index. Good I mean, player. He's a good player. Yeah. And uh, he flips the tee, and you know I've been practicing and playing all the time. Yeah, you've heard about my shanking woes, and uh, so I was feeling pretty good because I've been hitting a lot of balls. And I step up there, and uh, I didn't exactly shank it, but I hit it off the toe, and it went pretty far right, <laughs> like really far right. And Taylor Daniel steps up, steps up, and sticks it to about five feet, yeah, yeah from about one seventy. He's so. got some game, yeah. yeah so it was, it was, I felt pretty embarrassed, but yeah, I did. I didn't get the tour offer though. I wasn't going on a sponsorship on tour, but I once did that in the AT&T and it was a practice round and this billionaire said okay closest to the, the pin for the caddies mm-hmm. uh, th- this guy thought his caddy was a stick in from Texas um, I was last to hit stuck it to inside everybody mm-hmm. everyone about four feet five feet never got my hundred bucks wow oh, and that no. was the billionaires I yeah. saw the guy that saw the billionaire twice that week and said hey you got my hundred Oh, don't have my wallet. Oh, no, no. Yeah. So he's caddy. I says, "Hey, can you make sure your player gets me my hundred? Never gave me it. I accept Venmo. Yeah, <laughs> disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. I did come across a caddy this week, though. We're on the bench, myself and Kippen again, and he he said, "Oh man, I didn't have a. Sh- How are you?" He says, he's, oh, "I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, good sleep last night. I didn't have time for a shower." And then <laughs> he takes his, he takes his, the spray sun cream. And starts spraying his hair. Yeah, it's got a scent to it. And rubbing it in, and he says, "Yeah, they won't smell me." <laughs> oh, oh, wow! Classic. That, was, that move. That was absolutely brilliant. That's incredible. That, uh, you mentioned confessions on the last episode. We talked about damaging clubs. Oh, have you, you ever damaged stuff? So I've really only done it once. It was kind of right when I. It was probably two years into when I started playing. So I was nineteen or twenty, and. I'm playing at my my local golf course in Connecticut, and it was one of the best rounds I had going at the time. I was, you know, four under coming to 16, this long par three, and I ended up making double. I took my wedge against my bag and just slammed it into the bag. The next hole, 17's a par five. 
Pull out my driver. It's in half. Pull out my three wood. It's in half. Oh, Pull out my five wood. It's in half. <laughs> wow. No. Just and ne- I have I have never broken a club again. No. That that was my one lesson, one expensive lesson, and honestly, it just makes you look like a jackass. What about your players' clubs? You ever oh, break? Yeah, you ever your caddy? Have you ever damaged oh, some of these stuff? <laughs> I have. Um, I've dropped things. Mm. Scuff on the cart path. Little little scuffy on the cart path. Yeah. Never, never, never a full break. But I, I've definitely, I've definitely dropped things on the cart path before. I I dropped a club in a guy's head this week. Oh really? <laughs> Taking the club out the bag Did and I get caught. No, absolutely not. <laughs> and, just, and and it land. You know that the toe of the the wedge landed oh, no. in his head. I was like, oh. <laughs> took a little bit yeah. out of his skull. <laughs> I've, I've been on I've been on greens before where I'm. Looking at one player to my left, I've got his putter, uh, <laughs> the other player's putter on my right, and then just kind of looking at my player on the left, handing the putter to the other player on the right, and I just hit him straight in the face because I'm leading with the side. How many have you ever hit someone with a, a flag stick? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> at least fifteen times. I've, yeah. I've come close. <laughs> yeah. I'm not one for rules or, or training and stuff, but they always say, "Oh, hold the, the flag stick like yeah. this," you know, as Coke if it's bottle, like hold it up and down. Yeah, yeah. like so. you're you know outside Buckingham right. Palace with a yeah. gun. Uh, and I was like, ah, you don't need that. that. You yeah. don't need that. Yeah. Well, there's a reason for that. <laughs> yes, there is. Oh. Some of the training they give you is proper. P- poking eyes out. Do you know the, wor- the worst one I ever had was years and years ago? Is sometimes you take the flag out. There was something I was using it as a pointer, mm-hmm. and I or I threw it back. You know, but you know, on you know, I don't know to grab the end of it or something. And there was a guy right behind me, Ooh, right <laughs> in the junk, bending. No, bending to read a putt. Um. <laughs> It hit him in the forehead as well. Oh, better than the eyeball. Yeah. Oof. Hey, hats off to him. He took it well. Yeah. Talking about confessions as well. I was working with Big Tony. Uh, um, always good for a confession or two. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. He, uh, very early on, he says, oh, he used his old line, the pretending to care. We discussed it. And when the players don't really care, it's hard for the caddy to get involved. Yeah. And there's nobody had any energy. Uh, everyone was over it by about 12. We're in fumes. Yes. And I don't know. I guess it happens sometimes. It does. It happens all the time. Yeah, which is sad at at a place like this, but it happens all the time. How often does it happen to you? <laughs> it just happened yesterday, and that I had, uh, you know, uh, it was a three round job in two days, and they were over it midway through the first round. I mean, they're just playing bad. They were allegedly five handicaps that couldn't couldn't break ninety five. I mean, it was sad. And then, oh, we never play this bad. I was striping it on the range, yeah. Oh, we've sure. never heard any of those before. I sure never played were. this bad. I was striping it on the range. Once you get a long, you know, long couple of days, three, four, even five day job with people, the love, the connection, it starts to wear out after a little while. And, uh-huh. um, you know, they start playing bad. They stop trusting you. And it's just. It's your fault. Yeah. yeah. You're like, oh, give me the next group. I had a lady called, well, I'm not going to mention her name, actually. She, uh, this was funny. She had a swing and a miss. And Ooh. she said, that, oh, it's because I was just trying to swing too hard. But then she whispered in my ear, it's because she felt a fart coming on. <laughs> and she says, on the way through, she sucked it back in and missed the ball. Oh, man. <laughs> it kind of gave her a little forward pr- propulsion and she missed the ball completely. I, I couldn't believe she told me that. I thought she'd keep it to herself. She was more embarrassed at missing the ball than yeah, letting a, letting a fart slip out. ripping one, yeah. Um, and I also, I wanted to mention this one. There was a guy called Luke that I mentioned in episode 72. And you, I'll ask you boys if you guys have seen this, but he was so hungover 
right? He was sitting shaking in the car, and I'd I'd missed this in my notes. Um, have you boys? You know, we come across a lot of people drinking, but I've, that's that's a huge part of the corporate deal. I mean, that's nonstop drinking. I mean, these guys come out and they just get ripped. You have to. The I mean, corporate group literally has liquid IVs the next morning for yeah, the players yeah. to put in their water bottles. If, if you're not shaking the next morning on the right. first tee, something's wrong. And right. what do you do? You need a little hair of the dog. You get a little, you know, transfusion, vodka tonic, whatever your choice is. And right. Have right back slamming at trannies. <laughs> yeah, slamming trannies. Have, Sla- you, have you come across people, <laughs> though, that were so, just so ill? They, I guess they missed their tee off time. Yeah. They, or they just sat in the car. How many, how many, how many foursomes in this group turn into threesomes yeah, through, through the week? Oh and, yeah, and most of that up. is not because of injury. That's because of debauchery the night <laughs> yeah. before. I did. I did have a guy about two weeks ago and super hungover, so he started drinking really early, and obviously he showed up to the first tee absolutely hammered. And just got progressively hammered and kept drinking as the day went on. Oh, yeah. So by the 12th hole, he really stopped playing golf, was carrying around a cooler and just cheering everybody on, screaming. People oh. like from every hole in the course could hear this guy just cheering people on for yeah. just hitting the green. It was He's having a good time. He's having a good time and no one else was. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, it's miserable when you get to that oh, stage. Oh, it is, yeah. Oh, it's so bad. People just getting yeah, so especially sloppy. Especially if you got a sober one in the group and everybody else is drinking. It's, yeah. yeah. How about any good stories about caddies crossing lines? Oh, you know, with, with players, players' wives. I, I got told a story yesterday and the guys had their wives playing in another group further, further back an hour or two behind them. And this caddy busts out like a prison sex joke on the second <laughs> hole and it's a group of ladies and brings it up and the guy was like yeah my my wife was like what did you just say yeah, yeah. You know? oh, it's all it's the time like, it's mind-blowing that that would even happen yeah there's a reason caddies probably shouldn't hit the sauce in the golf course that's true. right that's true. You know, there, there's a reason there's a rule against that there's a bunch <laughs> of delinquents uh have i seen it yes i've seen i've seen in scotland Caddies having a drink in the course and getting really aggressive towards players. Mm-hmm. I've seen that. Um, I, I've probably stepped over the line myself. No, I'm sure. Oh, you that, have. This, this past week, I was giving this guy, you know, his. I think his first comment to me was something about the color of my hair. You know, being you know grey. Oh, he says you you're pretty young to have you know, grey hair, and I was like, okay, we're on. That to me is a red rag. Let's go for it. And it turns out that I'd maybe gave him a little too much. How did he put in a little complaint? There was a there was a comment made on day two. Oh, you know, well, from you another or? no, from another caddy. So it obviously oh. gone from the player to the his mate, the, oh, from wow. the mate to the caddy to me. And he's like, here, listen, you know, he was a little sensitive. So I was like, okay, he started it. He, he did start it. <laughs> <laughs> if you, listen, if you throw a stone at me, I'm going to throw a boulder Absolutely. back. Absolutely, it's yeah. like Braveheart. I had a group from uh, I had a group from San Diego last year, and we were talking. We were walking up the fifth hole. I was like, oh, you guys been here before? And they were like, yeah, a couple times. But last year, our caddy literally passed out on the sixth hole, and we had to feed him a hot dog just to revive him. Like, oh here, buddy, you- have this. You'll be okay. Like, yeah, just, just slamming vodka. Oh, man. I was like, oh, oh no. dear. But the hot dog did the trick? I guess the hot dog woke him up. and Good to go. Yeah. <laughs> That's like when I worked in the Domino's in Scotland, uh, I took the Saturday off. I did. They got Domino's in Scotland. Oh, it's even better than over here. They got this lovely garlic dip Ooh. for, for your, your crust or your oh, pizza. Wow. Oh, it was a phenomenal. But I was at uni and uh, two or three months I worked there. I was I was a pretty bad delivery driver, taking the wrong pizza to the wrong house. And That sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> so I would I would take two orders out at once and I'd 
drop off the, the, the first one, one yeah. at the first place. So yeah. the time I get the phone call, I've turned up at the second place and then I have to drive back to get the first guys to then give him his pizza then his cold pizza at that and point, then maybe yeah. give give the, the next guy you know <laughs> one one slice less you know and uh, and it was freezing so i was i was i wasn't great but i took a saturday off and went out played golf in the morning went out with my mates to watch rugby and i get a phone call so i i was on schedule and then i called in i said i can't come in and my boss calls at half five he's like you need to come in i was like dude I'm I mean, wasted. <laughs> I was like, no, I've literally, I've just finished my 12th pint. Yeah. So I'm the, you know, no, 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 you You're have good. to. I says, honestly, Dan, I've been drinking all day. I can't come in. I can't drive. He says, J- just have a couple of pints of water, uh, a couple of pints of milk and come on in. I'm like, hey, bye, click. You know, two pints of milk. Like, yeah. You're in Scotland. Jeez. Um, boys, anything else uh, to discuss from this, uh, this past couple of weeks? We could go on all day. I mean, let's. I don't know. There's there's so many things, but uh, mostly, I mean, good people, good to be working, good to have the resort busy. So I had one guy actually. He, what do you think of this one actually? Before we finish, people hitting bad bunker shots, right? And you're you're standing there waiting for them to get out. Oh, and they're now going to stand there and ponder the bad shot or what they yeah. did wrong. I cannot stand that. Yeah, it just takes forever for them to get out. Oh, come or, on, people. Know, a lot if, of the bunkers. Are lacking in sand, mm-hmm. so the player still opens the face. It bounces right into the ball, and they go across the green to the other bunker, and you're just going back and forth. Yeah, well, there's there's this thing where the people are watching professional golfers when they hit a bad shot, they'll blame anything. They'll just, yeah, they'll, yeah. and then they, just, they look down. Stand there. They're like, oh, there's no yeah. sand in there. Yeah. So now they're doing it. Yeah. Same thing. <laughs> maybe maybe your 18 handicap playing twice a year. That's the problem. Right. But yeah, no, that, that was that was something that happened this past week. Uh, I also, oh, this is a very good talk, talking point. I was on the 17th hole and looked down at my jumper, you know, pull over, mm-hmm. and I see this insect, and I pick it off and I squeeze it. It was a tick. Oh, yeah. I've noticed so, a few ticks, actually, in the last month. Yeah, yeah. so golfers, caddies, anyone out there, even if you're out walking your dog, you need to be checking yourself yeah, for, for, sure. for ticks, because the more I've looked into ticks, over the last few years, yeah, it is they're, they're on the rise. They'll get you. Yeah, yeah. Diseases they carry and the yeah. Lyme diseases, oh, the, yeah. the big up one. Up in the Northeast, right. I mean, where uh, we're from, yeah. they're everywhere. But out here, I've started to notice more and more. So they're they're out there. Yeah. Well, that's you know which famous golfer got limes in the last five, six, ten years. Oh, I, oh, I do. I Who? Oh, PGA man. PGA champion. It's like six months after. Jimmy Walker. Jimmy Walker. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah, yeah. 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 Everyone wondered. I was. I remember asking someone from from uh, Texas who knew him. I says, "Oh, what happened to Jimmy? You know what I mean? One he's still one playing, hit wonder. Though. He's still got his card. Yeah, yeah. but he's he, low energy yeah. and yeah, can't exactly. and can't hit, not, can't really same. compete well, for has, four rounds. Have you ever been in his group? Because he was kind of low energy to begin with. <laughs> I mean, I, I, he's a nice guy. I give him credit, but he was kind of uh-huh. low energy, but. But that is a shame. Well, you've got to watch yourself. If anyone doesn't know what a tick is, it's basically it's a little insect animal that will bite into you and suck your blood and then can pass serious disease. Oh, it'll get, it'll um, get right under your skin. Like when it latches onto your skin, it can embed itself in your skin. Oh, it does. Yeah. It does. Yeah. I had one on me like three weeks ago. I went in the shower and I tell my wife, I'm like, look at this. And I pulled it out of my, in my your head. It was in my hair, hair, almost on my scalp. Like it was attached oh, wow. to my scalp, and we we pulled it off. Because yeah. they'll always look for the hair, yeah. which obviously with you is anywhere. That's true. I am Italian, redheaded Italian. Reminds me of my high school girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
just, just leeching. Just leeching. Passes diseases. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking Harry. <laughs> it's like, damn, dude. But, uh, before we, we move on to World of Golf, Ev, how many hole-in-ones you had? Oh, I've got five. Damn. I do not have one in Connecticut. What a so, dirty dog. From the span of 17 to 22, got three in Connecticut and two in Tampa when I was in college. Damn. So. What course is in Tampa? Um, Rogers Park. Okay. And Saddlebrook. Saddlebrook. Nice. Yeah. Good course. Yeah. I thought you said you hadn't had any in Connecticut. No, I'm sorry. California. Oh, California. I haven't had any in California. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Because you close, said, but uh, sorry okay. if I misspoke, but yeah. Have no. you, how many, how many whole ones you seen? Um, of people that I've caddied for two, mm-hmm. um, in the group, I've seen probably three and I've seen two second ball hole in ones for bars oh, twice. That's terrible. Have you ever worn white pants playing golf? <laughs> he said, yes. Oh, you oh, <laughs> shouldn't have said no. Even yeah, if had. It, it, but Previous years, I, I do not wear white pants anymore. Good. This was this was it in the beginning. Be this was in the early yeah. early stages of my golf career. Back so. when it was cool. Back when it was cool, um, which was but never. No, but yeah, I do not. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Ideal. Well, we're going to move on with uh, world of golf and just uh, any talking points from the world of golf. Four! So since the last podcast, we had a a couple of things that go on with the Scottish Open, British Open. I had mentioned John Ram was unbeatable. He Played quite well in Scotland. He did, yeah. He uh, he wasn't really in in major contention until the weekend, and then he uh, he finished pretty strong. I mean, no, I was saying the Scottish Open. He played brilliantly. The Thursday, oh yeah, Friday, yeah, yeah. He, he was light. Yeah. He was in yeah. contention early. He was leading early, yeah. big and then time. He fell yeah. apart. Who won that one, boys? Minwoo Lee. Minwoo Min Lee. Lee. Which the only reason I know that is I started watching it because you know trying to gear up for you know Open Week and. Uh, Watching the end of the Scottish Open, didn't see Rory very high up there. But anyways, yeah, he's dreadful. Uh, Minwoo Lee, I, so I see Minwoo Lee, who you know I couldn't really care about him, but I see Bill Harkey's <laughs> caddy in form, who's yes. you know been on the podcast and yes. uh, he's a former caddy yeah. out here. Se- season one, Bill uh, is from this area, and he was a guest on the podcast uh, in 2019. That's actually a good reminder if anyone is new to listening to this and you're enjoying it, um, make sure and rate review it uh share it and you can also go back and listen to another 71 episodes thus far so no 72 because this is number 73 yeah, but yeah congratulations to bill harkey yeah, so, that some was guys awesome. just In a got playoff, all the luck you know three-way playoff and it was i awesome to watch yeah but if you i think if you hang around those tours long enough you're gonna get a great bag that's not necessarily true i mean well, not everyone but come on like bill just all of a sudden like, where's he getting that phone call from? He's in <laughs> California. Woo, does he play PGA Tour? I think he plays European Tour. He's yeah, Australian. That's a like, good how, question. Yeah. I mean, where's that? How does he link up? I mean, he's got a pretty decent reputation. I mean, Harky's always got a bag, typically. Yeah, true. He did used to carry. He carried a lot in Europe for the ladies' tour and stuff. So he's probably still got yeah. some connections. But good here. for him. That's awesome. Uh, Ev, do you watch much in the way of uh, professional golf? I do. Yeah. The I golf mean, buff. It, when I'm. Um, you know, when I'm home, usually I'll record the tournaments, watch the weekend, but I'm um, usually working on the weekend, so I don't get to watch it live, but definitely watch watch the Open. Uh-huh. Yes. Um, what, what did you think of that? Amazing. I thought it was great. It was interesting to see the, condition, the conditions weren't that harsh, but um, man, Morikawa, his iron game is off the charts. His swing and being paired with Ustason to watch both those oh, swings are Louis. so good. 
Louis again, man. Louis. Man. Big talking points. Louis Hazen finishes second runner-up. Or actually not no. runner-up. Yeah, Speed finished third. second alone. He yeah. was tied third. So, but Your boy yeah. Speed finished second alone. Still said, playing good golf. I said he would lose his tour card last yeah. year. And uh, I was yeah. wrong. He was listening to the podcast and he's doing it just despite you, Big G. Yeah, you know what? He loves... He's, he's almost the Tom Watson of his generation, isn't he? The guy that loves Lynx golf. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's he he's always in there. He, he mm-hmm. loves to play the shots, play the angle. So hats off to him, Ricky Fowler. Though he's still outside the top hundred, that was well. My he prediction. still made the cut in the open. Yeah, well, yeah. He's leading. He's leading in uh, Minnesota right now. Is he? Well, that won't. Last. Is he really? Yeah, no. that he's, he's, li- shot, he's missed. He it. shot seven under in the first round. He's, maybe he's, maybe he heard the podcast too. G. Yeah, maybe I he's going to do it despite <laughs> you too. Watch, he's coming out. I don't think Ricky Fowler's got time. He's doing too many commercials and television yeah, to listen true. to podcasts. That's a good commercial. Um, so Johnny Ram, he did brilliantly well again. Man, he missed so many putts. He did. His putter let him down. I mean, he hit the ball great, fairways, greens, but he missed so many putts. He does look like the dominant guy out there, right? Doesn't he? He's, he's oh, clearly the best player in the world. It's so yeah. good. Yeah, clearly yeah. the best player in the world. Uh, Morikawa, good, good winner. Unbelievable! It, I, the, I saw the stat: the first player in tour history to ever win two majors in his first attempt. So the, the first time he played the PGA, he won mm-hmm. his first time ever playing in the PGA, and this was his first, first time, time playing in the Open, and he won. Oh yeah! And he's he's only the second player to win two majors under twenty five years old. He didn't stumble coming no. down the stretch. No, that was the impressive part. It, it was, it was, yeah, and and almost like Tiger Woods. Yeah, I mean, it, Tiger's the only other one, and he only had two before he was twenty-five too. So, I mean, it's, I mean, maybe he had more. I don't know, but anyways, he's the only only player other than Tiger Woods to have two before twenty-five. That's mm-hmm. impressive. That cut's repeatable. That, mm-hmm. that little fade, yeah. mm-hmm. and you wouldn't you wouldn't uh, have picked him out of the three. Horses of Hovland, Wolf, and him to be the to be the Morikawa best, yeah. to be the best. But yeah. he's, I still think Hovland will, his game's outstanding. Yeah, yeah. I think he's he'll come good. through. It's an exciting time for golf. There's a lot of really good young talent. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, this is my my thing about we're not going to see people winning 12 and 13, 14 majors anymore. It's, it's going to be a lot tougher. It's, there's so much competition. Yeah, out the, there. the playing field is a lot more level. Uh, big talking point with Bryson DeChambeau, huh? Oh, Bryson. <laughs> oh, Bryson. The gift oh, that keeps Bryson. on giving. Things don't go your way. You start blaming people. How, how many times do I have to talk about how bad of a person he is before yeah, people catch like on? I, I think it's... Oh, you still love him, don't you? I don't love him. I don't, I just, I don't dislike him for saying that it was, it was, the, the club sucks. <laughs> you, must have, you must have seen the Brooks Kepka interview, though. Wait, did you what see did the interview say? when he's no. after he played well? I think it might have been a third round. He was like, "Yeah, yeah, exactly." He's like, "Yeah, I played pretty well today," and he, he started smirking because he knew he was setting himself up right. for. It. He's like, "I played pretty good," and he, the smirk came out. He's like, "Yeah, I really love my driver. My driver was really good." <laughs> I mean, we, need to, we need have to go in an interview and be like, "Listen, like I'm not the bad person people think I am. That's an issue." Mm-hmm. I I don't know. I, I, the the whole world, social media world, went. Ballistic uh, on it. I, I think it's great. At least well, it's going to call out. Do you know his why? Driver. Do you know why they went ballistic? Because why? did you see his caddy from last week, which is the Cobra Tour rep that travels with the tour, said Bryson's <laughs> a petulant five-year, like a petulant right. eight-year-old who complains, and you know, it's it's really hurtful to us, and we don't like it when he does this. And the, the, his club manufacturer is calling him out, saying, "You can't do this. You can't do this, and you really can't." That's your. I mean, you got to support your brand. Listen, you're getting he's hurting his brand, bro. He's all about his brand, and he's hurting his brand. You're getting paid to live your dream and play golf. Yeah, 
I mean, these people, you got a contract. They're paying you. Yeah. You know? Did you see what Justin Thomas, because Zyre Golf on Twitter, they posted something about Bryson complaining, and Justin Thomas came back and said, Yo, who knew swinging at 135 miles an hour with a five degree driver, you could miss some fairways? Who knew that could happen? You know, like, come on, bro. Be, be Listen, realistic. We, we work for people blaming the equipment all, all the time. So, yeah. you know, yeah. you got to blame something. Absolutely. Hats off them. Do you think that the, the issue between Kepka and the shambles is actually real? Or is it just? I think Bro- Brooks is making it real. I mean, I I love it. I think I, like they've gone. They go I, back a long. I way. think it's kind of PR. Yeah, I think. I hundred percent think so. You think so. that's set up? I don't. Know. Yes, I do. Yeah, well, Bryson doesn't play the game as they good as Kepka. Both of them love to be in the spotlight. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Big egos, and it's not as if Patrick reads a cheat, right? Everybody knows. Yeah. That. Okay, yeah. so they hate him for that. Right. But he's not disliking the shamble. Like the shambles not a cheat. You know what I mean? He's a good golfer and he loves the golf. He'd cheat if he could though. I mean he just Oh, do you know what? Actually, you know, he, he did he, he tries to take cheat. a dodgy Yeah, that those the fire ants. The fire ants and the OB like this is That's an OB. Right. It's like, yeah. dude, come on. It's it's out yeah. of bounds. Well, I wouldn't call him a cheat for that, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. I think the whole that whole feud is completely fabricated. It's fun to watch. What about the golf course itself? Did it something that looked as if you want to go and play there? Royal St. George's? Yeah, it's pretty on TV. I mean, I don't know much about the course. Have you yeah. played it before? I've never played it, but it looks fantastic. Got a lot of history. Well, yeah. they, they played they played there, was like 14 or 15 times or oh, something I, like that. I think it's one of the most played outside of St. Andrews. Is it really? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's like 14 or 15 number. times, yeah. I think. Yeah, I don't, I just, I'm not that familiar with it. I don't really, I, I pay attention more. at St. Andrews is next year again. I saw that. Yeah, so, yeah. they just keep on going back. But yeah. next year is going to be 150. Oh, is it the hundred? It's hundred and fifty. Wow. So they, you know, they used, have to. Yeah, they used to do it every five years, and then it, it seems to continually be there at least every ten years. Yeah. Um, anything else from the world of golf? Well, I mean, we got to talk about the uh, Terrell Hatton. We want to save that for the Bell End nomination. That could well be. Yeah. yeah. Of okay. Course. Well, we'll talk about you <laughs> later. Terrell. Uh, beautiful. Right, we're going to move on to a couple of stories, a um, couple of mailbag question type thing, and Bubba Watson Bell End of the Week award. Okay, lads, we'll do Bell End of the Week. Zabo, take it away. Nice, Bell End. I got, well, I got two nominations. Two nominations. I think they're pretty self-evident because we definitely got to nominate Bryson for his comment. You, you almost have to rename the award the Bryson DeChambeau Bell <laughs> you know, End of the Week. We might, we might do that. I, I think we might. But Although I quite like him. Well, let's nominate him first for this week. And yeah. we also got to nominate uh, Terrell Hatton. Oh, and if you don't know why, Tyrell Hatton, you need to search on the internet Terrell Hatton, and it'll be the first thing that pops up, and it'll be him flipping the bird to a fan on a putting green at the British Open. <laughs> classy, <laughs> broke a club, which broke is a classy. club, which is which is fine. You I'm can break nor- normal for him, yeah. Uh-huh. But you cannot, in any circumstance, in any sport, engage fans and flick them off. Engage fans in a positive cheerful way but you, you can't yell at fans ever because they're looking for that reaction and bryson is a great one for this it's easy to rile him up and he'll interact with the fans and yell at fans and try to get them kicked out but uh terrell hatton took it to a new level when he flipped the bird to a fan i don't know I like you think that's really a good that move bad? well we just talked about us as caddies and, and golfers getting mad at marshals and everyone's an asshole that's from true that, i didn't yards. think of that it depends right. what the fan did we don't know what the fan did it's exactly the, the yeah fan. some some of those marshals yeah yeah ev what do you think 
I mean, I I think on on TV in a big event, you got young kids watching, all that. I they're looked at. You know, these guys are looked up to. Probably not the wisest thing to do. No, but at the same, time, I I just. People are getting offended too easily. Like, you were just well, don't know. come on, get get offended. But he's he flipped off somebody in the he, crowd. He has a bit of a bailing, to yeah. be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, so you know who would you give it to? I'll, I'll give it him. You give it to him. Yeah. I'm going Deschambeau. Deschambeau. Oh, man, I was almost <sighs> going to say tie because it's it, it is a tie to me, but I got to break the tie in. I got to got to give it to Deschambeau. Oh, you can't you can't blame your club manufacturer, <laughs> yeah. bro. It's the no, he yeah. just blamed one club. That's true. It was just the driver, but still, it's the it's the Indian. It's not the arrow. Always, a hundred percent of the time. I think it's brilliant. I I, I think it's absolutely brilliant. He's a fool. He, he, gets and he's in, a he gets in front of the world of golf. And he's a fool. Says his driver sucks. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is bullshit. I don't like this driver. It's not working. Put a oh, diaper on him. Yeah, it's absolutely. I think. It's I mean, classic. I don't know what kind of stuff they're building over here, but it's not working. I um, I get I get blamed by a player. Uh, his name. Um, John Flynn last <laughs> week, and he, he was, I changed the settings in his driver, and the first, he wanted more of a draw. He plays this horrible slice. <laughs> Did he um, ask you to change the? Yeah, settings? he says, "Can you change it?" So I, I was mucking. Around. I had to look on YouTube to find out how to change the Callaway uh, <laughs> driver. So I, I, I didn't change it. Uh, the first few swings, he's like, "What well, you got my driver?" <laughs> I was like, "I don't know." And then he started hitting it. I wouldn't say somewhat straight. It was still a slice, but it just wasn't as bad. Um, I don't know. I I, th- I think the whole driver thing. I think it's great. So I was so I was on eighteen green the other day, and I I took some guy's circle T and just bent it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Fixed it for you. Here yeah. you go, buddy. Um, a few questions for his boys. Um, okay. uh, Chris McCopin from from. Uh, oh, my buddy. Yeah, We're gonna he, see you in a month, Chris. Looking a, forward to it. My putter broke last year. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious, Chris. No, it did not. I know for a fact. I take care of your clubs. Um, I got I got an email a few weeks ago, and this is quite good. It's from a guy called Brian Kosovic, which sounds a wee bit more like a Eastern nope. European. Kosovic. No relation to Zilikowski. Uh, they probably are. You know, I mean, at some point <laughs> yeah, along the, yeah. the line, changed it up. Zilovsky. Oh, well, we actually have to say thanks to Brian because uh, the t-shirts. I never mentioned that. Oh yeah, loving the t-shirts, Brian. Thank yes. you. I'm thank wearing you. them all the time. Thank you very Pueblo. much. Um, but yeah, Kosovic and Zilovsky, <laughs> and they're both called Brian. You know, so they're definitely going to be something's uh, up there. Um, related now, Brian is a former caddy. He's actually from Canada. Okay? Ah, and. He ended up in America caddying in his 20s at a club called Interlaken, Interlaken. Country Club in Edina, Minnesota. Is yeah, that right? Yeah, yeah, um, So he, this, this was in re- reply to, I don't know, the, the El Chipo episode okay. that he, he listens to. And he says, the club hosted one charity corporate Monday outing a year. It's a big multi-million dollar charity event with lots of celebrities and corporate big wigs playing. Needless to say, it's a five plus hour Death March right? <laughs> in the midsummer Midwest heat. Uh, things are backed up on pretty much every par three, and every par three has a brand new Mercedes sitting beside the tee box for a hole in one prize. Okay. We get to our last par three of the day, and the group in front is just stepping up to the tee. The caddy gives the group the yardage and starts to have a conversation with his players about what to hit. He says to the player, hit six to get back to the pin. The player wants to hit seven and pull seven. 
The caddy gives him a little look and shakes his head. The player reconsiders and says something to the tune of, you're the expert, I'll take your advice. The player absolutely ropes the shot right at the stick. One hop and draino. Wow. The, yeah, the entire area around the hole is pandemonium. There are high fives all around, everyone's going crazy, pictures are taken in the car, a nice red convertible, he says, the caddy is on cloud nine. Of course, he yeah, he's, he's going home with uh, some yeah. extra cash. Oh, he's thinking, <laughs> yeah, hey, here we go. Yeah. Guys, Maybe a couple you know months on the lease. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is what I'm going to be worth by the end of the day. Yeah. We finish up the round and all the caddies are progressing back to the parking lot, comparing tips and war stories of the miserable day <laughs> on the course. <laughs> We're all waiting for the hole-in-one caddy to come back and... Oh, regale us with the story of uh, the, the size of the tip we're all waiting and waiting then we see him walking down to the parking lot no smile on his face he says they took a picture of us and I got a handshake and he said he'd always think of me when he drove the car oh that's <laughs> nice <laughs> that's nice Aww. you get no, no tip for the car uh, no tip for, nobody uh, player $50,000 car <laughs> caddy handshake and the base $100 for the loop but he's going to be thought of when he's the guy's driving oh, the car. Oh, boy. That's, that's the thought. It's the thought that counts. I, I, the, the, two, the two lines out of that that I thought were brilliant were uh, Death March. Yeah. yeah. And, we all do, do that out here. And then he says, uh, compare tips and war stories of the miserable day. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not always, you know. You know, caddying is the same everywhere. He, he actually asked the question as well. Um, have you ever had a strap break mid-round and had to suitcase a bag for any length of time? Yes. Yes. It's horrible, isn't it? Happens, it is horrible. It happens I mean, more often than you would think. I, I wouldn't say I'd suitcase it the, the rest of the round, though. I always doctor it up in some way and tie it to the bag, but yeah. It always, it always happens to the guys that won't change the bag, and you look at it and you go, you really probably want to change this. Yeah, yeah. Not only that, like even beyond that, it's like the the stand that's broken or hobbled. Oh, it's like, no, bro, no. every time I put this down, the, <laughs> right. the leg comes off. I mean, I'm not. Why do you want me to carry this? But you put it down, the legs don't come all the way out, and it yeah. just drops on the it just drops like, on the ground. You're like, oh, uh-huh. I, I've, I've it's happened so many times. By the by, the fourth time, you're trying to put the yeah the back in and. The guy's wondering why you're yeah, so angry. Yeah, I carried. I carried this. This was just the last couple of days. This G4 golf bag, which is miserable in and of itself, because the G4 has to be leather. Everything and it weighs 180 pounds. <laughs> and the, the there was no screw on the stand, so anytime you put it down with a little force, the leg would pop off. I'm like, dude, I don't care that if you spend 800 bucks in your golf bag, I need a stand that functions. Hmm. We got an, a question from an Andy B from Kentucky, ah. and he says along those lines is what is currently the best golf bag. Ooh, I tell you what, it's not the G4. <laughs> well, the, the, there's a lot of these new bags, uh, Bobby Jones and the Stitch bags and stuff, and they're horrible to me. Yeah, the Stitch, the Stitch so bags, I don't think are that bad, it, bad except for the strap. The I don't strap like, I don't like that worst. strap. Yeah, like they don't need the, into, yeah, yeah, that leather strap. They just yeah. overdid it with the strap. Make, like make a comfortable strap. That bag is actually okay, in my opinion. The Bobby Jones, no. Yeah, well, the, the the thing about the stitch I always felt was the the stand as well. It was too low. Yeah, yeah it's a little low. Well, you're a bigger guy. Too. I've got so I've got um, Vessel's Sunday bag, oh, okay. and it's got you know it's got plenty of pockets in it. All the room in the world. It's comfortable. It's leather, but it's light. But we don't want pockets. We want as few pockets as possible. Well, th- and this yeah, is but... this is you're saying a Sunday bag. It's a bag that you're gonna carry right for when ah, you true. play. Yeah, you're, you're not not a bag with a stand on it. It's a, oh, it's got a stand on it. It's a Vessel Sunday stand bag. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. 
So why do you call it a Sunday bag? Was it just a smaller? It's it's a slimmer. It's slimmer and comparable to a Sunday bag, and it'll carry fourteen clubs. Oh yeah, easy. yeah. Oh, wow, we got to look into this. Yeah, Ooh. they're great. Mm-hmm. Who you got, Zabo? I'm I'm a big fan of the the those old Ping L8s. I mean, there's the best bag that was ever made, as Tony said. I thought you've got a Ping Hoofer. I do, but you I don't personally? carry. I don't carry it. I oh, mean, so you don't carry that. I well, play golf. I don't carry my bag. Uh-huh. Why, why would you? Well, you like. Why to, would you walk a golf course? Yeah, because you you like to drive in case you shank <laughs> it, so you can drive away quicker. That's right. That's right. I got a big tournament coming up on Saturday. Get those swing thoughts out Ooh, of my mind. True. Um, you know, we're getting on in time, so I think we'll probably push some some of the the next mailbag questions onto the next episode because I do have a few uh, notable mentions, boys. Got a shout out to all my corporate friends who uh, just <laughs> left town. It was yeah. a fun couple of weeks. Yeah, Cor- yeah. corporate corporate bro. Corporate guys, uh, sweet Rebus for sweet Rebus getting me to the prequal stage of the Q school. So, so what, I tell us the pro- process there with that. Uh, what did you have? You had to qualify to get to this stage, or um, you try to play? What's no. The deal? So this is my first time going to Q school. So how it works is everybody's first time they go to the prequalifier stage, and then you get through that, and it follows first stage, second stage, and final stage. So how many um, rounds will you have initially? So initially it'll be three rounds in, in North Carolina at Bermuda Run. It'll be the first through the third. And then you finish, you know, in the top whatever. You move on and you keep moving on. It's just an expensive in September. Expensive process. Um, yeah. some of the some of them are end of August for pre qual stage, and then a couple are beginning of September. Yeah. And that's when you're going? September. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. We'll be rooting you. Yeah. North North nice. Carolina. North Carolina. And you just going yourself? Are you taking any buddies? No, I think I think it's just me. I think you can take a you can take a cart in the prequal stage. I'll go, you know, probably try to get out to Quail Hollow because that's a place I've wanted to play for a while, and then go play a practice around at Bermuda Run. And where are you going to stay? Uh, I, I'm not sure yet. My sister lives about an hour away, okay. actually. My one of my my oldest sister, so I might go stay with her. Well, maybe um, we have a podcast listeners in Charlotte. If if that tickles your fancy and you have a spare bedroom, yeah, um, Evan's a good dude, good player, would be great. Um, yeah, get in contact podcast at glorifieddonkey.com or via any of the social media channels. Uh, just search glorified donkey, and uh, he's going to be there. You know, he's potty trained, house trained. He is house yeah. trained. <laughs> just recently, just recently, yeah. Yeah, he's, you know, it's a work in progress, yeah. but. Um, Grand, well, very good luck with that. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, Gordon. Um, I have a load of, um, I had to shout out from the corporate group, a Daniel Real from Chicago. And he his name's Real. And he just said, yeah, do you want was, me to be on? Yeah, he was in my group, yeah. Yeah, he just good, said, good dude. Uh, do you want to be on, do you want me as a guest? Because my last name's Real. <laughs> I says, well, you are the real deal. So, uh, Daniel. Dan the man. There's a Matt Phillips. Uh, he's from Vegas. He uh, started uh, listening and he's uh, he's a big fan on, on the Twitter. And then I have an interesting uh, pair that got in contact. So we got Tyler Burns, and he's out in Arizona. And the caddy from Arizona. Yeah, the caddy from Arizona. And he said, oh, I caddy for a Chris Jones. So I actually then got Chris following and messaging on Instagram. Nice. And Chris is a professional golfer trying to get onto the PGA Tour. It's a long process. That's what he said to me. I said, what tour are you trying to go for? He's currently trying to do the, uh, the KFC Tour. Nice. Which would obviously then lead to PGA Tour, and uh, Tyler is his um, his caddy. Nice. And in Tyler's spare time, he is a pest control, I guess, expert. 
So yeah, you so. got to do something on the side if you're trying to caddy in the KFC. Tour. Yeah, well, well, his business is called Axis Pest Solutions, and he will kill anything from scorpions to, um, I think, you know, cockroaches. Beautiful. Never mentioned snakes, but if you're in uh, Phoenix or Scottsdale and you're looking to get rid of some pests, yeah, uh, give Axis Pest Solutions a a call, and Tyler will be there if he's not caddying on Perfect. the tour yet. Uh, who else we got? Shout out Chris McCoppin. I, I'm glad you're still listening. Looking forward to seeing you in uh, September. And the rest of the group, Terry, Bill, Bob, everybody. There's a lot of them. Kevin Egan. I mean, they're, yeah. Oh, man. Squad. I think I met those guys last year. You did, year. yeah. That was actually a funny story. Uh, Kevin Egan, who we always kind of harass, he was out there walking, the, walking his dog on the golf course late at night. And I said, hey, hey, gee, these guys are going to be outside on the porch. I want you to go and say, give like a big F you to Kevin Egan. And he walked up and he said, Hey, Kevin Egan, go F yourself. <laughs> and they were like, huh? How does he know Kevin Egan? <laughs> he knows. He's like, Hey, he knows Mike Zabba. And they all started laughing. Pretty uh, funny. Uh, final shout out goes to Lee Rigsby and he's from Nacog Dotches in Texas. That's Nacogdoches. No, it's a American, American Indian town. Ah, yeah. It's, it's in the sticks. Yeah. Nice. Sounds um, like it's in the heard sticks. Of it. Lee, Lee Rigsby. In a country song. He bought a bunch of um, a bunch of golf towels, and uh, he actually wanted seven. I, I did him eight, and we got nice. into we got into it over text. Uh, oh yeah, and one, one last one: uh, t- two Jeremys and Chris, podcast listeners from San Jose. Nice. They came down on Saturday to play at an event at Poppy Hills, and I, I went out for lunch with them. Oh, cool! So Jeremy, Jeremy, and Chris, it was wonderful to to uh, to see you guys and meet, meet you in in person. Thank you very much for your support. Lads, Zabo, many thanks as always. Thank you. Um, the Zeke Elliott of podcasting. You're guaranteed yards when you give Zabo. <laughs> That's why I, de- I described Zabo wow. this past week as, as uh. the Zeke Elliott. Because, you know, if you're you're looking for 30 seconds to fill or some knowledge or opinion, you yeah, get, just give some, the ball to Zabo. I got some nonsense yeah. in the head yeah. that I'll throw out there. Yeah, he's yeah. got it. Uh, Evan, filled dead space. Many thanks for your support. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, we'll have you at some point. I want to hear about this, uh, how how the uh, the tour qualifying goes absolutely I'm out screw yeah. myself to the putter for a month and that's it mm-hmm. it's all about the uh, the flat stick that's right it is just don't let anyway if you get a carry don't let them bend it well, for the if it needs life. if it needs right. fixing yeah. yeah we know the caddy to fix it for you <laughs> we do uh, did we ever come up with a name for this one Let's call it the corporate yard. The corporate, corporate yard. yard. Love that one. Excellent. Well, listen, uh, many thanks for listening. As I'd said earlier on, podcast at glorifieddonkey.com if you have any uh, questions or comments. And uh, check out the social media. We'll be back in two weeks. We're going to try and get back to a Wednesday. Uh, Big Tony's back from his holiday, so he does want to talk about books. And, <laughs> you know, there's, we want to talk about rate your caddy as well yeah. at some point. So... As I say, many thanks for listening. Go back, listen to previous episodes. Feel free to rate, review, and share it. As always, especially in Apple. You know, I, I don't know. I think it helps. Gives us a bit, a bit more credibility. Yeah. Until then, enjoy your golf. But more importantly, keep it humble. <laughs>